Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Very poor choice of words. The Joker decided to join us today. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Joker wears hats. Huh? That was random, but what else is the 2AM podcast? What do you mean that was random? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 2AM podcast. Today, we have a very special episode. And it's yes. about... I don't know if you know what it's about. I don't know. You're going to take a guess? I'm going to take a guess. I give you a little it's bit of a It's not space, but we're exploring something else today. Are we not? We're we not. are. Oh, shoot. The ocean. Oh. And more specifically, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. I mean, you don't yeah. necessarily want to call it that, but it is what it is. Trust me, you get what you give. Yeah, this is going to be uh, more of an educational episode. Um, diving in on what specific issues we face in terms of, you know, ocean health and how that's impacting us as a society. But there is good news at the end of it Mm -hmm. because we do have a very viable solution. So sweet. Um, Yeah. I mean, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch, why even discuss it in the first place? I'll let you give your perspective on that. Well, obviously, uh, think of the animals. Okay. Um, a lot of it sources like basically our food, right? So like the ocean is the source for some of our food, some of our nutrients and daily things, oils and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're essentially killing that. Uh, We talked about the coral last week as well. We love our coral. So think of what garbage is doing there, right? Mm -hmm. The oil spills, all that is just destroying it. Yeah. Uh, The quality of the salt, same. So mm-hmm. like, I'm just imagining what it's killing. That's what yeah. I'm imagining. That's kind of my perspective on all this. And then essentially it disturbs or it kind of just lengthens the time for us to explore more and find new things. Yeah. Right. So we're like, like everything else, like we're going to battle the bad news first to get to the good news. Mm-hmm. So we can start giving out good news so we can explore and do more. You know? Yeah. And you did, I, I did... I like that you mentioned a few things like oil spills, um, the corals dying. Mm -hmm. This episode is specifically focused on plastic Plastic. in the ocean and microplastics, all that jazz. Mm. But, you know, I think essentially it's the quality of your life as a human being depends on the quality of the ocean. Yeah. Because that is where the majority of food comes from. That's where the majority of life comes from. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like survival is state, right? If you were on an island. What are you going to look for eggs? <laughs> you're going to be fishing, boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fishing. <laughs> That's your first call. Like you're going to do that or fruit. Like, you know, you're going to use nature yeah. essentially. And we're, we're killing one of them and it's the ocean. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, there was something I wanted to mention, but I forgot. Microplastics? No. Did it have anything to do with seals? Did it have anything no. to do with? Anyways, we'll move on. Okay. We'll move on. But we do have to define, um, what the we have to define the great pacific garbage patch okay okay because a lot of people don't know about this Mm -hmm. they might have heard it occasionally on social media but let's dive in so it is a collection of marine debris Mm -hmm. in the north pacific ocean Um, also known as the pacific trash vortex the garbage patch is actually two distinct collections of debris bounded by the massive north pacific subtropical gyre if i'm saying that correctly so if we're simplifying this, mm-hmm. it's 
two insanely massive patches of plastic and just bullshit in the ocean. Make sense? Yeah. And then we'll include a picture here to show you a visual representation of what that looks like. Interesting. But let's go on to marine debris next. Um, The Great Pacific Garbage Patch sits near the surface of the ocean. So contrary to popular belief, it doesn't actually sink down to the bottom. Most of the stuff stays at the top. Really? Like just under under the surface or on the surface. Uh, Dense debris can sink centimeters or even several, several meters beneath the surface, making the vortex area nearly impossible to measure. So scientifically, it's very difficult to to actually get a precise number on how much bullshit's actually in the ocean. And yeah, it's going to be an estimation, you know. Yeah, for sure. But marine debris can prevent algae and plankton, the photosynthetic producers in the marine food web, from receiving enough sunlight to create nutrients. Mm. When these tiny organisms are threatened, the entire food web is put at risk. And we're a part of that food. Naturally web. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. First order consumers that eat the plankton, such as jellies, second order consumers that eat the jellies, such as turtles, and apex predators that eat all of that stuff, such as sharks. And then just as as an example of what we're talking about when it comes to the impact on plastics in um, certain species, we'll include a picture of an albatross here with a fuckload of plastic in its stomach. What? Yeah, it's it's insane. That Essentially, poor, its entire stomach yeah. is filled with plastic and other Bro, stuff. There's literally you should not see anything blue in your intestine or in your stomach. Yeah. And then next up, we have turtles. Um, so turtles in danger uh, are usually tangled in fishing nets that are left behind mm-hmm. from commercial use. Any of that stuff. Um, what else? Perhaps one of the starkest impacts on marine life is the phenomenon of ghost fishing. Most large debris in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is made up of inexpensive fishing nets. Ghost fishing happens when these discarded nets continue to catch marine life, suffocating marine mammals such as uh, the endangered Hawaiian monk seal. Hmm. So it's killing a bunch of animal species. Yeah, in a brutal way, as you can see. Because that did not look normal. That looked like a, like a cap. No. N- none of this is normal and none of this is healthy for the ocean. Um, so yeah, you can imagine, is it like, I mean, a shark has, you know, a, a wide capacity to just gulp. So, you know, before chewing, yeah, y- you can take in a lot of stuff. So I can only imagine what it's doing. And who's causing that? Us. That's the problem here. So it's not like, you know, the ocean provides plastic and we need, to, <laughs> we need to somehow fix the ocean. No, we're fixing the ocean because we provided it with plastic. So it's, you know, it's the, oh my God. Oh my God, if it isn't the consequences of my actions, you know, like, yeah, that's kind of what this is. And it's, it's our damn fault. We're just too deep in the hole. It's like we're in debt with the ocean. We're just kind of paid it off. So. That's a, yeah, that's a very good way to look at it. And I've tried to search for actionable solutions because usually within each of our deep dive episodes, we have an actionable, you know, set of, of rules to follow, but I don't think there's much we can do on an individual or even community basis. Like you can, we're going to cut out plastic straws, but then if you do that, yeah, it's still you replace optional. them with fucking plastic lids. Yeah, it's still optional. And, and you, you see it like, I mean, I find places that, you know, are plastic free way less than I'd like. Right. When you see it, you notice it. You're like, oh, my God. Paper straws. Crazy. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. You would think that it would be like the opposite. It would be like 80-20, but no, it's 20-80. So it's like there's only so much like of community that uses just paper. Like no. Yeah, and it's because the problem is so insanely large that to try to give recommendations on an individual or smaller community basis, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're, you're changing industry. You're changing yeah. everything down to every root. So... Mm, like you have to tackle it at the highest level. yeah but it starts with everyone generally being on the same page you know and then doing something about it mm -hmm. um exposing it and whatnot have you been exposed to this topic at all before this i have i mean obviously i've seen some documentaries and whatnot uh more so about the animals than the plastic itself but i know the damage it does and it, and it started with like Man, all kinds of plastic, like the six pack holders, you know, no, those little, absolutely everything. Um, straws, even the caps, bro, because the straws would hold caps. Even the even if the cap isn't plastic, that's what people don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. It's they're tools, so tools can either hurt or fix things. So that's how I see it, and then we're kind of hurting it. I think this is an interesting area to explore. The people who throw plastic and other garbage in the ocean, what goes through their mind? Well, you got to remember, I don't know. Like it's, I would like to believe it has something to do with how aware you are of reality or consciousness. Yep. Or, you know, of yourself. Because then you would have to think about the, con like consciously think about the plastic, right? So you, you think about it in detail. You don't, you don't think about it as, oh, this is my water holding device, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, no, what is a water holding device? It is called a water bottle and the, it's bottled. And what is it? How is it manufactured? With plastic. Okay. Now you know. Mm -hmm. But people don't think like that often. I don't think they bother to deeply think about it. Or if they do, they're just ignorant and they'll be like, yeah, one day I'll change. You know, sure. that's another excuse. One day I'll change. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll be 30 one day and settled. Like what kind of mentality? Is that? Yeah, I think it's just neglect. I think these people neglect the majority of their lives. So they don't really give a shit about anything. It's like a, if they don't care about the relationships, why are they going to care about the large ecological, yeah. you know, implications of throwing plastic in the ocean? Yeah, like when YOLO came out. Remember? YOLO? YOLO. You only live once, man. Yeah. So it's like a lot of people took it positively. And then I realized there's a negative side to it. You only mm -hmm. live once. So you know what? It's all good. I can live like, live like hell. There's a very negative side to it. I don't know, man. It, it's just weird. You, you will never get to everyone. Um, but there are some things, like we say, are just common sense. Okay. Like we, we talk about things like what makes you feel guilty? Like what is that? You know? Yeah. That's a very human trait, you know, that that's not provided by religion. It's not provided by community. It's not, it's just you mm -hmm. that's everybody. So it's like, that's the kind of like what I try to pinpoint is those things because we all pretty much have to have like a manual of operation. Some people are messed up, you know, mm -hmm. we have from autistic to disabled to everything. So, and we have like, what is even 100% healthy? We don't know. Someone could be 100% healthy, but has 
the anatomy of someone that could be considered fucked up, you know, but he moves sure. fine. So. Sure. Like what is 100% healthy? We don't know that. It's defined differently. Just kind of like beauty in my eyes, right? Yeah. Although I'd say beauty is more objective, but. Yeah. But like, think about that's it. Some people don't like broad shoulders. Like, like that's ugly mm-hmm. in some societies. So like that I've, you think of things like that, but I've, I grew up here. So obviously hit the gym, you know, <laughs> hit the gym. Man. Um, so that's what I think. I think it has to do with how you perceive it, or you're not even detailing your thoughts. Yeah. Too much I agree. sometimes. It's just unconscious behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, microplastics. Microplastics. I love this one. This is something that I first learned about this from studies showing that there are a good amount of microplastics in specific types of salt. Yeah. Sea salt, more specifically. But most of the debris in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch is plastic. Um, It's not biodegradable, which means it does not disintegrate. Okay. So it breaks down into tinier and tinier pieces known as microplastics. Um, And it can actually make the water look like a cloudy soup. I I think I know what that is. It's kind of like dirty tap water Mm -hmm. where it's not clear see-through. And I forgot where they got this picture from, but they showed one of their, um, one of the solutions actually to um, this problem is they've built large boats Mm -hmm. where they grab the plastic efficiently and then um, recycle it. But they showed a before and after picture on the same river. Mm -hmm. It's just one picture. Before, it does look like a cloudy soup. It's like a whitish type of film over the water. Mm -hmm. And then after, maybe like 20 feet um, next to that that area, it's completely clear. Wow. And that was what, like a a two-time filtration technically? I don't even know. It's very, it's very complex, but yeah. like most people would look at that, the cloudy layer and just maybe assume it's the ocean. They wouldn't even assume it's microplastic. Yeah. They would assume it's just some foamy stuff. Yeah. And we'll include a, a picture of actual microplastic mm-hmm. um, on the, on the screen here. Next we have plastic debris. Uh, so this is actually mixed with microplastics and essentially they are larger pieces of plastic. Think about toys. Um, what can you think of? I mean, a few things here, lighters, um, fake guns. Dude, uh, vape pods. Vape, yep, vape pods. That's a huge thing now. Look how many pods. Dude, sometimes people just like throw out their whole entire ashtray of crap right there. Just a yeah. bunch of pods. People step on them with cars. They're getting grinded, dude. They're flowing in the wind now, you mm-hmm. know? I don't think that's cool. Because it's like one of those things, like if you've, if been, if you've been on TikTok lately, it's like, uh, do you think there's more legs in the world or more, more eyes or something? <laughs> one of those things? Yeah. Or yeah. whatever, you know? So How the fuck do you even answer that question? Yeah. So I, that's what microplastics is. It's getting worse. You got to think of it like that. It's getting dispersed into tiny, tiny, tiny. And that means there's more quantity now. Yeah. Even if it's micro, it still exists. Oh, and what's really messed up is the, the poor health effects. Um, like this stuff gets into your blood mm-hmm. and this stuff has a very tremendous, it, it has a, a tremendous impact on your hormones, dude, your lungs, your skin, bro. how your body operates, red blood cells, potential for cancer. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of nasty stuff, you know? I believe it. So you can see how everything's connected. Mm-hmm. The person who throws the plastic water bottle in the ocean contributes to microplastic. That microplastic then impacts that individual in one way or another, whether through water, through bad salt, 
yeah. so forth. So it's it's attacking us from creepy ways. That's basically very, what's happening. Yeah, very creepy ways. And this is all due to plastic, not necessarily the ocean. Mm-hmm. But mm. we have a solution. What is that? Cue um, something called the ocean cleanup. And this is amazing. I, I, I love this. I dive deep into this okay, the past I, few I days. I like the sound of this. Yeah. But who's the founder? Let's start with the founder. This kid is a phenom, for lack of a better word, okay? Mm-hmm. At 16 years of age, Boyan Slat, um, I believe he's from the Netherlands, saw more plastic bags than fish when he was scuba diving in Greece. Like, imagine how fucked up of a picture that is, mm-hmm. right? He thought, why can't we just clean this up? So that question led him to research the plastic pollution problem for a school project. Ooh. He learned about plastic accumulating in five large oceanic gyres, the largest one being the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And then in 2012, um, he held a TEDx talk about how to rid the world's ocean of plastic using technology. That is insane. The video went viral and the momentum followed allowed him to drop out of school and found this company called the Ocean Cleanup. That is so sick. Dude, talk about a sick story, right? And it's a nonprofit, <laughs> so they don't make any money. That is so sick. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. But- like I said, it's a nonprofit organization developing and scaling technologies to rid the ocean of plastic. Here's a quote from their website. Every year, millions of tons of plastic enter the oceans, of which the majority spills out from rivers. A portion of this plastic travels to ocean garbage patches, getting caught up in a vortex in circulating currents. If no action is taken, the plastic will increasingly impact our ecosystem, health, and economies. Hmm. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and their goal is... It's a moonshot goal. Their goal is to clean up 90% of the plastic from the ocean. That's amazing. 90%. That's a huge goal. Yeah. But the fundamental challenge here is that cleaning up the ocean garbage patches, um, or excuse me, cleaning it up, the issue is that it's highly diluted. Yeah. So it spans millions of square kilometers Their cleanup solution is designed to first concentrate the plastic, allowing them to effectively collect and remove vast quantities. Insane. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll go through the process of how this actually works, and we'll provide you with pictures of what this looks like um, in the ocean. So creating an artificial coastline. To clean an area of this size, a strategic and energy-efficient solution is required, with a relative speed difference maintained between the cleanup system and the plastic. They create artificial close coastlines where there are none to concentrate the plastic. The system is compromised of a long U-shaped barrier. Huh. So imagine like this big ass U yeah. in the ocean that guides the plastic into a retention zone at its far end. Through active propulsion, we maintain a slow forward speed with the system. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, that does make sense. It's like a giant claw, basically. Yeah, they're guiding all the plastic yeah. towards the actual system. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Kind of like when your here? ball gets stuck in a giant pool and you don't want to touch the water, you start using like the boogie board and you just make waves and just create yeah. this path for it to go to the end. Yeah. And then next up, um, once they're, once the containers are full of plastic on board, they bring them to the shore for recycling for each system batch. Um, they plan on making durable and valuable products. So recycle them into something that's valuable. Yeah. Okay. Supporters getting the products will help fund the continued ocean cleanup, catch, rinse, recycle, and repeat until the oceans are clean. Mm -hmm. The sunglasses are a proof of the concept for this. So 
Of course, there might be a problem. Like some people might actually throw that shit back in the trash and then that leads into the ocean. But I think the the sustainable part of this solution is that they're going to implement a scaled up version of all of this into all of the ocean. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because we came came up with solutions like dams, obviously, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, And this is something that has just been untouched. Mm-hmm. Like we don't focus on it enough. We just talk about it. And that's it. Because look at look at us, dude. If we can't even maintain our own ground form, imagine visiting the ocean still. Like we haven't. There, that's why I don't believe science is going to go that deep. Like we're we're thinking it's crazy that we're discovering all these things now. Well, we don't explore enough to begin with. Otherwise, we would have ramped up the speed. Mm-hmm. Get me? But now we should. And you know what? We need more candidates like this man. Yeah. Shout out to our boy, Boy on Slash. Dude, from school project to high school dropout. Wait, was it high school dropout? Or college Oh, he dropped dropout. out of school. Yeah, he dropped out of school and just did that. Dude, that's crazy. Honestly, props to him. We can say he's a certified We G. need to bring him on the podcast. That'd be pretty sick. That, we we should bring him on the podcast, to be honest. That'd be um, sick. And then uh, we'll include a picture here of the expected impact mm-hmm. of what this cleanup will actually look like. So bear with me here. I know I've been reading a lot, but- it's important stuff. Yeah, very important. Our floating systems are designed to capture plastics ranging from small pieces to large debris. Modeling predicts we need around 10 full-size systems to clean up the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Not that many. Realistically, 10 full-size systems. Not bad. Not bad at Not all. Not bad at all, yeah. After fleets of systems are deployed into every ocean gyre, combined mm-hmm. with source reduction, the ocean cleanup projects or projects to be able to remove 90% of floating ocean plastic by 2040. <laughs> so what is that? That's incredible. We'll, we'd be like 45. Yeah, something around there. Um, and then you can see this picture here. The red is the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Wow. So by 2040, this is what it should look like. Completely yeah. clean. And the beautiful thing about this whole process is that once they clean it up for good, they put themselves out of business. Wow. Because they don't need them anymore. Um, what else do we have here? I'm trying to think of other things that's supposed to open up too. You know? Yeah. Because new ideas, you you forget that there's other ideas around it. You know? Well, not just that. I mean, it gives us time to actually live and thrive. Mm-hmm. Because once the ocean ecosystem dies, we die. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm sure anyone that's been to California, if you guys visit... <laughs> like a long stretch of our water. It's pretty dirty. Yeah. You'll notice that. And you go, man, I want to go to the Bahamas, you know, where it's like Gatorade crystal blue water. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a different type of water, but in a sense, dude, our water's not even close to blue. No, no. We're, we're closer on the spectrum of green. Like I almost want to just like, but then is it change the to, hue, bro? Is change the sub- hue of this ocean, dog. Like change the hue of this motherfucker. I don't like ocean, it. Bro. Yeah, I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be that blue, though. Is it? I mean, you tell me. When something looks like vomit green, I don't think that's an ocean, dude. It, it, well, does it really look like vomit green, though? It does. Look it just at it. looks dark. Look when the wave appears, dude, and look at it in the sun. It's mm. green. Okay. Okay? Even if it was a darker blue, I know what clean water looks like. You yeah. know? Sometimes water looks like it's really dark black. You know? Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's not. You know, you, you lift it up. It just looks clean. It just looks see-through. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, 
But yeah, who doesn't want crystal clear Bahamas? That's what I'm saying. Gatorade like water. just clean water, you know? It, think about it. Everything on earth is dirty now. Like we, even ourselves, like if, why can't we just find somewhere to be clean when you feel dirty as hell? Listen, you know? Is it too much to fucking ask for some clean water it's, on earth? It's not. It's not. Because I swear to God, it, it was clean. Look up videos from the 90s. Same places that were dirty. Look at them. You're going to change your mind. You're going to be like, damn, that was great. Look at the sand, dude. Even the sand changed. Ooh, baby, that sand. Yes. So let me mention um, three, I guess, key components to the way this nonprofit operates. Sure. Number one is called smart steering. Active ste steering and computer modeling enable us to target plastic hotspots, areas of higher concentration to improve efficiency. Our models will steadily improve using field data collected during our offshore missions, allowing for continually smarter operations and more focused cleanup. Mm. So I assume they're using artificial intelligence here. Mm -hmm. One way in which technology can help solve a problem, a really big problem. Yeah, because we have devices like sensors and things. Like think about Tesla. Tesla just drives by itself now. It can recognize things. So. Yeah. Number two is carbon offsetting. We aim to offset all carbon emissions from the system uh, to com campaign. In addition, in collaboration with Maersk, we are experimenting with low-carbon fuels for our support vessels. Okay. And then number three is scalable, one of the most important parts of this equation. By taking a careful step-by-step -step approach, the modular fleet of systems can be gradually scaled up while we learn from the field and improve the technology along the way. The more systems deployed, faster the cleanup is in general. Mm -hmm. Ramp up the speed. Yep. And then... um. Their system too here, I mean, on October 20th of this year, mm -hmm. they announced that they've reached proof of technology with system two. The system will continue to harvest plastic in the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And in tandem with this, um, they'll work on system three, an upscaled version aimed at being the blueprint for the scale up. Sick. Yeah. They started this back in like 2015, dude. Yeah. Like five or, I don't know how many this years This is ago. so cool. We need to follow up on this because I think uh, generally within the next two years, something is happening with this. It, You could see the speed just ramping up with it and it's getting a lot of eyes. That's it, man. It's not a long episode. It's it's not, but it's really something to ponder on and, and really consider. Um, especially, you know, I would say just take a look around you and see how many things that are disposable that are plastic and just think twice. That's all we ask. Wait, wait, wait. Let's look here. What? How much plastic shit do we have in this room? I mean, you know us. <laughs> well, just as, one. as a reference, one, two, three, plastic bag. Yeah. Four, five, six. Look at potentials. Like I'm talking about Ziploc bags, everything. Even like DVD cases. I'd say 30% of the stuff in here is plastic. Yeah. All and, the, and I didn't even know it. I just said it. I just said, you know us. <laughs> you know us. <laughs> All this plastic. Yeah. So. Think about it. Just think twice. And we hope that, you know, we can see some difference in this world because we all share it. So yeah. why not care for it? I think one, you know, here's one actionable piece of advice. Mm -hmm. Stop buying plastic water. Yeah. Plastic bottled water. It's just not good for you to begin with. You know, storage wise. Yeah. Get stainless steel, get glass. Yeah. Make the transition. I think that's one effective thing you can do. Mm -hmm. And another effective thing you could do is subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like how you want it. Exactly. 
Clever. And if you have not, give us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you submit a review on Apple Podcasts, we actually will post it on our website. Also, go check out our merch on the2ampodcast.com. And yeah, we'll catch you next time, guys. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Anything else? We love the ocean. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace.